Hi friends, welcome to episode 78 of Whisper's Plant Spirit Medicine Podcast. I'm Amanda Nicole and I'd like to share some plant medicine with you. The plant that has been calling to me the last several days is Joe Pieweed or another name would be Gravel Root. And there is a very tall Joe Pieweed plant that for the second year in a row, the second summer, I've lived here for just over a year, it is lifting its head and reaching for the sky right outside my kitchen door. I have a little set of wooden steps that are painted blue and right at the bottom of those steps is this joe pie that is more than twice my height probably getting close to three times my height i don't think that would be exaggerating and right now as i'm talking about this plant i'm looking out my kitchen window and there are honeybees (laughs) enjoying the flowers of joe pie so i have a picture of me and this particular Joe Pie plant. And if you want to follow me on Instagram or find me on Facebook, you'll be able to see the picture. I don't know how to share it along with the podcast. Maybe I'll find a way. But the flower head on this particular plant is larger than my head. (laughs) It's a couple of my heads, maybe more. It's just an enormous plant. It's so beautiful and it's definitely wanting to be seen and wanting to be known by me. It's interesting too because it was Joe Pye that came to me, oh I don't know, three, almost four years ago now in a dream, I suppose is the word I would use. I'm sure some of you have had dreams that were very real and you weren't sure what to call them because there was something else happening (laughs) there besides what we usually consider a dream, you know, while we're sleeping. So this one brought a message for me. And in that message, well, let's let's start a little ways back in the dream. I met Bear, Black Bear, and I was in the open field behind the home that I lived in at the time. And sadly, there were several black men that were laying there on the ground they had been lynched, murdered, and Black Bear wanted me to be with them and to keep the crows away. So I did, and after a time, I gathered wildflowers, and I placed them around the men and in their hands and over their hearts, and then Black Bear had had enough. It was, it was sort of interesting to me to watch Black Bear get disgusted. Uh, not with those men by any stretch of uh, the imagination. There was compassion and grief regarding those men, but disgusted with what had happened and with how it was affecting humans and how it was affecting the land. And I had never seen Black Bear express that emotion before. So Black Bear wanted me to get on his back, and so I did. And he took me into the woods And in the woods, we came across uh, what I would call like a shack. It was a really simple wooden place to live. And on it was a simple porch attached to it. And there was a man. And this man, it was difficult to say because he had the features of 
an indigenous man, a Native American man here with um, the way that his cheekbones were high and pronounced and even the tone of his skin. But he also had other features that reminded me of what um, a black man, one of the men that was laying there on the ground, some of those men's features. And so he was a blending of these two people groups that had been on the land and connected to the land. And he looked at me and he pulled something out of his pocket and it was, you know, these dried root bits that were in his hand and he handed them to me and I knew as he handed them that he was Joe Pye and that he was giving me gravel root. He was giving me the root of this plant and he told me to keep it with me, which I have not done a good job of. I have not at least physically kept it on my person, but I have most certainly kept this story and image in my heart, my spirit. But he told me to keep it with me and that I should use it to, as he said, heal Turtle Island. I'm still figuring out what that means, how to use this particular plant to heal this place uh, that I live on. As most of you know, if you live in the United States or if you live outside of it, there's a great deal of disruption happening here at this time and likely more to come. And really, it's been tumultuous for some time. Lots of things, you know how it is sort of simmering under the surface of things that's beginning to rise to the top. Healing is most certainly needed. So here's an interesting thing. Gravel root is considered turtle medicine. So gravel root especially likes to have its roots in gravelly soil, but also near the water and often, you know, in a place where the two come together, which isn't the case at the at the foot of these steps out my kitchen door, but there is a creek just a few feet away. But I think this plant is wanting to offer a message. A lot of times though, you'll also see it along the road um, here anyway, I love it. But it's a turtle medicine. So much can be said about that with its affinity for the kidneys and all that can be said that is kidney medicine. But the part of this plant that's wanting to come through when it comes to turtle medicine is the connection of turtle medicine and the bones. So this is so fascinating to me. All the ways that our lives connect and messages um, are synchronistic if we're paying attention. It was a couple of months ago now, probably actually more than that, where I was being quiet and listening and doing what I call journeying. And my grandmother, many generations back, who um, was, is a Choctaw woman, asked me to wear bones. <laughs> and when I was present again here in this world, I was thinking, well, what bones shall I wear? And I remembered that I have quite a few turtle bones and not just the shell, the top part, but I had several of the pieces that are on the bottom, the flat pieces, and also um, several little other tiny bones that were inside of the shells when I found them. So I gathered those and I had a local friend who makes jewelry and she does such a lovely job with it. Her name is Katie and I'll put a link to her work in the show notes. She made a necklace for me 
with these turtle shells, with these turtle bones, and so I wear them. I especially love to wear them when I'm teaching or sometimes when I do a podcast or if I'm involved in something that I consider to be ceremony or sacred. So there's this connection with turtle and the bones, especially for me recently. And the connection, as you can probably already see and are making yourself, is the connection with bones to our ancestors. You know, when we say something that's in our bones, you know, we mean it's a part of us. It's a part of our lineage. It's a part of our family, of our ancestry. Or even when we say it's in our blood, because what do we have in our bones, but they're in the deep places, the marrow, you know, where these um, blood cells are produced for the body. And so when we speak of the bones, we're speaking of the ancestors. We're speaking of the blood. We're speaking of the lineage. We're speaking of the deepest parts of us, the oldest parts of us, (laughs) you know. And so I think about this with Joe Pye and its connection to turtle medicine. And I think about Turtle Island and how there's an enormous amount of healing that needs to be done when it comes to ancestry and lineage and what has happened many generations and many generations back and ago, as we might say, many generations ago and continues here And what we see in much of the disruption around us is a continued need for us to make right what has been done by our ancestors that has been harmful and hurtful. And also we're needing to connect with our ancestors in a positive way. The lineage that we have, um, especially if you're European and you're here um, in North America, It doesn't all have to be bad or shameful or guilt-ridden. There is forgiveness, mercy, grace, and all of those things are available. But there are also positive things about your own lineage. It would be good for you to connect with those parts of your lineage to, I don't know if this is the correct word, but redeem it. Sometimes we can, as we begin to see what needs healing, we can only see where it's sick and we're not able to see where it's well, which is important too. That's part of healing. That's how we heal. It's when we we begin to see what is good and what is loving and then we you know, cultivate that as we're putting away those things that are harmful and hurtful. But we also need to connect with the ancestors of this land, of this place, the lineage of this place. We need to make a right connection with our story and get back to the land even. (laughs) Get back to Turtle Island. Connect to the turtle shell. Connect to the earth. Touch the earth that's here and get back to that part of being so that those of us that are here now in this place can come together in such a way that we can learn from those whose lineages have been here all a long time and that we can also begin to be with the earth and listen to the earth and become of the land of the earth ourselves and begin to work together in a co-creative, maybe the word I'm looking for is symbiotic, um, 
way, a partnership. So these are some things that have been coming to my mind as I <laughs> look out my kitchen window or walk out my back kitchen door and see this plant and keep wondering to myself, what is it that you've been trying to teach me for these several years? What what do you do? How can you help us heal Turtle Island? And I have no doubt there's so much more to be had. And even in this short podcast, I'm not able to say all that's in my heart. But I would love to hear any observations you might have, experiences that you might have had with Joe Pie or Gravel Root, or perhaps you have other names for this plant. And I'd also like to encourage you, if you'd like, to join me with Matthew Wood and his friend Chris, who um, all of us are going to be coming together at the end of September to teach a three-day online retreat on animal medicine and plant medicine. And I'll put the link to the class um, in the show notes. You've got to take a look. I'm just sort of astounded at the amount of plants and animals that are going to be presented over this three-day weekend. It's just an abundance of medicine. And one of the animals is turtle, and one of the plants is gravel root. But there's also wolf, and there's bear, and rabbit. There's solar medicines, lunar medicines. There's so much catnip will be there representing panther, um, so many. Each animal has several plants under it. And then if you've ever taken a class with Matt or with me, then you'll know that it can meander to things that aren't on the list. It's really going to be a wonderful time. And maybe this is a way when we begin to connect with the plants and animals of this place and the medicine that is here, where we can begin to place our hands on Turtle Island again and begin to get to know it again and partner with it again and connect with our ancestors and our lineages and the peoples of this place. So I invite you to come. It's going to be so excellent, so many extra resources. And frankly, the price is like amazing (laughs) for a three-day retreat with that much medicine. So I invite you to come. I'll put a link at the bottom. And I'd love to hear from you if you have thoughts on what is the medicine of Joe Pie? What is the medicine of Gravel Root that is here for us to heal this land and the people of this land? Okay, bye. Hi friends, welcome to episode 79 of Whispers Plant Spirit Medicine Podcast. I'm Amanda Nicole, and today I have mosquito medicine and Tulip Poplar, (laughs) she's coming again. I promise this isn't just a Tulip Poplar podcast, but she's wanting to share medicine. So I will offer it for her, be her voice. I was sitting under the Tulip Poplar tree that's here just outside my kitchen door in the back of the house. And I often go there simply to sit to be still, to be quiet, to listen, to rest. But lately, it's been a little difficult to get out there because here in South Carolina, there are lots of little bugs and creatures, unlike anything I experienced living in Tennessee or Virginia. And 
So when you go outside, they're suddenly all there right away to crawl on you and bite you and make you feel itchy. (laughs) And it's just difficult. They even have little creatures here that are actually called no seams, no seams, which literally means you can't see them, (laughs) but they're everywhere and you can feel them on you biting. It's really quite a place. So in the shade and if it's moist, you know, there's even more likelihood of that happening, especially, and this is true of any place with mosquitoes and whatnot. So there's been a lot of rain this summer, which is a gift and a blessing for this place. But it's making it a little moister than it might be otherwise. And also there's moss and there's debris with fallen leaves. And so that makes lovely places for all of these little creatures and critters to be. And so as I'm describing it, you can understand why it might be a little difficult right now to sit under the tulip poplar uh, for any length of time. But I wanted to be with her, so I went out. I've missed her. I need her. (laughs) And so I went to sit underneath her branches, where I often find myself, this particular tulip poplar has such a wide span of her branches. She gives so much shade, and it's very low, and it's very cool there, which is also very needed (laughs) at this time here in South Carolina, where even just this last week with us on the verge of fall, it's in the 90s. So it's nice to sit in the shade. So that's where I found myself. And I knew this may not last long. And sure enough, within just a couple of minutes, little tiny mosquitoes, no seams, all sorts of little things coming. And I just said, guys, like, Give me a break. (laughs) Let me just sit here with this tree for just a few minutes, please. And I waved my arms around and I talked to them. And I also tried to be patient and I tried to be still and act as if it wasn't happening and it didn't matter or to be welcoming and inviting. And it wasn't working. I got so frustrated and I thought, you know, it's shady here. It's moist. I just need to pull my blanket out into the sun. I need to come out from under the branches of this tree, out from under her shade, and just enjoy her from a distance (laughs) because that will help, you know, this situation. So I took my blanket and I pulled it out into the sun and I came out from under Tulip Poplar's branches, out from under her shade. I wasn't sitting so close to her and sure enough, immediately relief from all of these little creatures and critters who had wanted to join me underneath her. And I immediately heard her spirit, my heart, say, you have to go into the light, Amanda. You have to get out from under my branches. You have to move out of the shade. You have to move out of the shadows and into the light. You can't hide under my leaves and my branches anymore. You have to go out into the sun, into the world. You have to be seen. And you have to stand alone, (laughs) which is blue heron medicine, 
which I have addressed here before with tulip poplar and um, the medicine this tree gives. And I know that she's right. I know this. I know that I have to stop hiding, tucked under her branches, tucked near to her trunk. I have to stop not being seen underneath her leaves. And I have to go out. I have to go out into the sun. I have to go out into the light and allow myself to be really uncovered. <laughs> uncovered, revealed. Tula Poplar says, look at this little person that I've had hiding under my branches. <laughs> look what's been hiding under here. Growing, listening, talking, singing, resting, crying. Look. And I think about how I do need to learn how to stand alone apart from the plants, particularly tulip poplar, in spite of my love for them, and accept that they have messages and I share their messages as I receive them, but also I have messages and I have a way of being and I have medicine and it is my own and I can stand alone and stand apart from tulip poplar and from the plants and the waters and the rocks and the stones and the earth and be me. I feel like tulip poplar was saying to me out there, Amanda, you can do this. Be like me. Scoot your little self out a little farther. <laughs> Give yourself some room out from under me and now put down your roots and now lift your arms up into the sky and watch. Watch yourself become a tulip poplar tree, just like me. Watch yourself grow tall, grow straight, beam of light to the heavens, rooted down into the earth, and then a place where others can come, sit under your branches, and receive all of the medicine that you have to give, all of the medicine that you've received. Why don't you do it? Why don't you scoot out a little farther, little one, <laughs> and grow into who you are. Grow up into who you were meant and made to be. So this was a little bit of mosquito medicine and tulip poplar medicine. Some blue heron to go out into the sun, to stand alone, to be seen, to be uncovered. And here is a little bit more with the mosquitoes. Those little, little, little irritants, little bite, bite, bites, little things that kind of keep you from focusing, from listening, from resting, from doing your work, from receiving, they're gone. So often it's only possible for those sorts of distractions, energies, beings, people, events to um, invade your space. When you are tucked away in the shadows and you can't be seen, but if you go into the light and you say, ta-da, here I am, what do you think of my wonderful branches and my leaves and my pretty yellow flowers and look how tall I am, what do you think of my trunk, what do you think of my bark, come sit under me. When you make yourself more seen, more known, they they do not mess with you there. They cannot touch you there. That is not where they come. And so often we think that in doing certain things and in hiding, making ourselves small, <clears throat> we are 
protecting ourselves. But really the protection often can come in uncovering ourselves, being seen, standing out in the light. Sometimes um, when we hide ourselves away, it's, it's not where we're safe. The safety isn't coming out and being and taking up the space and saying, I am here and others see me. And if you come and you try these things or you say these things or you do these things, they will see and they will know, right? I think about how sometimes we're really just keeping ourselves hidden, right? We're doing it to ourselves. There are these events, there are these happenings, there are these circumstances, but maybe a lot of us just need to grab the edge of our blankets and pull them out (laughs) into the sun and come out into the light, out of the shadows and the shade and make some room for ourselves. Take up our own space in the world, just like Tulip Poplar does, and say, I'm going to put down my own roots, grow up into the sky myself, spread out my own branches, put out my own leaves and flowers, and I'm going to take up space in this world. I'm going to do that. So that's a little bit of Tulip Poplar, Mosquito, Blue Heron, Sunshine, Medicine. I'd love to hear from you if this is good medicine, how tulip poplar speaks to you, other plants speak to you. And of course, you can find more about me and my classes, my book, poems, all sorts of things on my website, www.alcamillas.com. The link is in the show notes. And also, you can find a link there to Patreon, or you can look for me on Patreon with Amanda Nicole on Whispers Plant Spirit Medicine. And you can join me there where I share journal pages and songs and poems and plant oracle card readings and all sorts of things that are related to spirit and creating and plants and messages. So I'd love it if you would take a look at my website. Find me there. Connect with me there. Send me notes. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, bye.